Hello, world, and welcome to the Philanise Nash Experience Podcast, an audio series of lighthearted and sometimes third eye opening conversations on entrepreneurship and leadership from the African American perspective. I am your host, Philanise Nash. Welcome. And today, my guest is a conflict analyst, speaker, author, podcaster, and the world's leading expert on interpersonal wellness competency mindset teaching. She is president and CEO of Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., as well as the founder and host of the annual Global Workplace Wellness Summit. She has over 24 years experience in providing strategic solutions that builds emotional wellness and interpersonal resilience for leaders and mid-career professionals to transform and heal professional relationships so they can excel at work. In a nutshell, she's going to help you get through difficult workplace relationships or stressful situations so you can get back to work. So please give a warm Philanese Nash experience. Welcome to Joyce Odidison. Hello, Philanese. Hey, Joyce. How are you? I am great. So great to be here with you. Thanks for having You're, me. I'm glad you are on the show today. Thanks for accepting the invitation. So I have a question. Last time we spoke, uh, COVID had your, your city or your town on lockdown. Tell us where you are again in Canada and, and how's COVID up there now? Well, I'm in Western Canada. So I'm in the city of Winnipeg, which is uh, uh, capital to Manitoba. Manitoba actually bounds with uh, Ontario and Saskatchewan. So we are in central Canada and uh, we've had a little bit of an ease. You can go get your haircuts. That's about it. Well, good. I, at least they've like they've lifted the restrictions. So I was telling my crew how things were a little bit backwards where we were on lockdown this time last year, and now you guys are just because the way that you guys have handled COVID and you didn't really have cases. So it's interesting to kind of hear about how other places and other countries and other cities are uh, dealing with COVID. Cause we just think what we're, what we're experiencing is, is, you know, how it is all over the place. So, but thanks for sharing that. So from a business perspective, how has COVID affected how you run your business um, since, you know, we're kind of all experiencing this and, and, and having different uh, experiences with COVID. How has it been on the business side? Well, for us, because we are a training and coaching company, we have, uh, we've been online for a long time. And I've always said uh, remote work is not new. It's just more in abundance. And so mm-hmm. most of our clients who were, non-remote have now joined us online because we've always had our LMS and our programs online. So we've convinced our clients to join us online. And um, so we're not doing any face-to-face training, but we're doing the training virtually. So it's pretty much one and the same. Good. So tell us a little bit about how you have gotten into this niche of workplace wellness, because you, you hear about people coming in and doing coaching, but really the honing in on your workplace relationships and how to deal with people who have different personalities or who are passive aggressive. I think that's one thing that is kind of missing in coaching in business. So tell us your origin story. How, how did you get into this arena? <laughs> oh, this is interesting. I, when I went to university, I decided to do a bachelor in sociology 
And um, I noticed the conflict resolution program. And I thought when I finished, I said, I'm going to do that. So I did a double major in conflict resolution studies and uh, just love the concept of turning our everyday conflict into a process of moving our relationships to a next level of growth and healing the fractures. Yeah. And um, I think when we talked the first time, you had talked about an experience where you had a client come in and suffered some kind of major health issue, like right in front of you as a result of dealing with all of these negative experiences. Can you kind of talk about how that impacted you? Well, you know, that initially when I started my business, I was doing divorce mediation. That was one of the things that I was offering my client services. And uh, at one point I had a client who was very, very upset in a, in a mediation session and he had a heart attack in my office. And that was when it really struck me that, wow, it's more than conflict resolution that you're doing, Joyce. There is a healing aspect to this and there needs to be. And that was when I actually transitioned and put things together so that not just resolving conflict, but healing the relationships, healing the workplace, healing the fractures in your team healing the brokenness because, you know, you can fall and twist your ankle and you can sprain it and you need to go through a process. Uh, you know, last fall, I, um, I, I didn't fall. I actually twisted my ankle for the first time. And, um, and I had a sprained ankle and I ended up in emergency and I, I had so much pain. I had no idea. And it's interesting that we don't realize that you could have different types of injury. You could have a car accident that. Uh, could you could be debilitated for the rest of your life. The same thing can happen in our relationships. We can fracture our relationships. Now, they need to be a process of healing that relationship. As you go through the process, if you have a sprained ankle, it's a different process than if you have a head injury. So as a conflict analyst, I go into the organization to see what kind of conflict are they having. What kind of system is allowing that conflict to occur? And how do we heal beyond this? How do we take those relationships and make them richer, fuller? Have it, teaching people how to learn from that experience so they can get to their next level of greatness, so their relationship can move to the next level of growth and development. And that's what we try to do with our clients on a daily basis, yes. Great. So talk a little bit about your business, your company that you're a CEO of, and what was the transition or the point where you said, you know, I could do this on my own and have a successful company and business. Talk a little bit about how you started your company. Well, I remember being home and I was about 29 years old because we had our kids quite young. And one day I said to my husband, I am going to have my own business. And he said, really? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have my own business. He said, okay, what are you going to do? I said, I will figure it out. And there is, there I was, little black woman with no godfather, no grandfather, no coach, no mentor. And um, I figured it out. And I've had amazing people who come alongside me and who said, I see what you're doing and I think it's necessary. And so I started doing uh, volunteer work. I, I work with child and family services, um, volunteer work with different organizations and schools, offering training. And this has just continued to grow. And uh, I think when you have an idea for a business, you cannot expect to have 
all the ideas right away. You have to have faith and trust that you can learn and be willing to learn and to figure it out. And uh, if I could do it, I believe anyone can do it. And one of the things that I have done and that I continue to do with my business now is to ensure that I'm providing opportunities for others to be able to, to get that mentoring because it's not easy. And that is something that I want to make sure that most people have access to and that they can get the support they need to grow their business and to develop. So that's one of the things that I do. Um, one of the angles of my business, one of the arms of my business is the Coach Velocity School of Coaching, where I bring coaches on and I don't just train them and give them a certification, but we also put them through a 12-month business launch program so they can learn from my wisdom, my experiences, how to build a successful business. I think it's it's sad that many of them, uh, you know, I, just last week I had someone call me and he had gone off to take a coach training program in Ireland. And now he was trying to figure out what's his next strategy is, how to build a business. And he was called, I was like, you didn't take my coach training. Why are you calling me? This is what I'm thinking in the back of my mind. But then I'm like, you know, you're right. called to help, you're called to support, and you will support all people. But predominantly, I spend uh, our students go through a business launch program or graduates with me. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I just did a coaching session with one of my graduates. This person graduated a year ago, and he's just been sitting. And uh, he wasn't part of that program. And I, so what are you doing? I had a coaching session with him send him some, some, he's like, Oh, this is exactly what I needed. And that's what I want to see. I want them to understand how to build a business and be successful at it because what we do, people need it. It's needed. It, it is very much needed. I love that business model in addition to, so that is a wonderful way to give back is, you know, not only training you, but also giving you the tools so that you can go out and replicate and do what I'm doing. So I, I absolutely love that business model. So please keep doing that. So this, this question just popped into my head. And, you know, we've all worked in a workplace and we have all had an experience with someone that makes going into work difficult because you know you have to see this person or interact with this person. And it just, it makes going into work a, a burden on you. Can, what is one of the most interesting workplace scenarios that you've encountered and how did you help either that individual, those persons or that company work through that? They're all interesting. <laughs> I'm sure they I, are. I don't get called in easily. They call me in when they have no other options. I remember I, I was just speaking at a conference on Friday, so I'll just share that one that I was thinking about. It's an organization that had decided to uh, become inclusive. And okay. they, they had faced a labor shortage. And as in a response to this labor shortage, they brought in a whole host of people from Southern Asian background. And then, and these individuals, they had a director for that program and she was also South, uh, South Asian uh, background as well, but they were completely different culture. They speak different language. People think sometimes because you look the same, you are the same, just like when people say, oh, black people look alike, okay, no nonsense. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, 
it's not people are unique and so there was conflict between the the director and her team and this organization had gone ahead and done patchwork and piecework the employees would come to complain so i got this very interesting call one day from the ceo oh i was told that you would be the person to help us <laughs> and i'm noted as you know you call you call joyce when things are on fire right when someone has decided that they think they need to get a gun <laughs> one of my employees from this department so uh, oh wow it's this employee had made a statement yeah that was that was bad that was <laughs> it had gotten to a bad point <laughs> so i said well, why did you call the police why are you it's like no no we want to contain this we don't think the person have intention to or ill will we think we can do something about the situation i said well you know i want to acknowledge you and that's the same thing i do um i want to acknowledge leaders when you actually call me i i want to acknowledge you because it takes courage to say i cannot do it myself i need help and so i always acknowledge my leaders and i know i have a call now to go and do right now that i haven't returned yet to acknowledge because this is public right <laughs> especially when you're a public figure and it's out there and people know and it's in the press and it's very embarrassing right right but i it takes courage to say you know what i'm in over my head and i need help and in this particular situation i remember i i know i've had interaction it took six years to get that department back together because it was going on for about 10 years before they seek outside help and they said just like when you sprain your ankle it takes right now if i go on the treadmill even though my ankle was sprained last year and i'm not right wearing the right shoes or I'm not be careful how I step it flares up right and it's the same with conflict once you've had a conflict situation you need to have the proper healing and the proper structure in place so that when things come up people are not reverting back to that conflict mode that they are actually yeah. saying we've learned better what do we need to do how can we transition here to a more healthy interpersonal dynamic so uh so I decided you know, in 20, uh, back in 20, 2006 to change my business name from, uh, consulting and coaching to interpersonal wellness services. Inc. And when I did that, people were like, what is this wellness thing? And, uh, and, and it's really about transforming the conflict into interpersonal wellness so that people recognize that what they do say and how they interact with each other is going to impact their well-being their mental and emotional well-being predominantly but the rest of their being because we're all interconnected it's, you can't be mentally and, and emotionally unwell and think it's not going to impact you physically or or in in some other ways i've had situations where i've had uh phds who said to me i think i'm I think something is wrong with me. I, I, I'm, I'm losing it. And I'm like, what's going on? I just feel depressed behind it. They were suffering micro inequities. They were having, um, you know, they were being questioned and put on the carpet every time they brought a complaint. And after a while, it, it, the wear and tear on it impacts you. So it's important for uh, leaders to know when to get help and to seek that help yeah. because, um, you know, at the end of the day, people are people. People have belly buttons and they're going to do silly things. So how do you ensure that when that happens, you have a process that can get things back on track, that you're not wasting time, energy, and money 
keeping them uh, all in this situation where everybody is upset to go to work. I, you know, had employees just called me last week. We don't trust the organization. We don't feel safe here. We don't like coming to work. Some of us are looking for other jobs. That's what happens when you have uh, interpersonal unwell. When you have that chaos in the workplace, your good people start jumping ship, looking outside the door, talking about, uh, you know, the media gets, you know, a hold of it. And it's important to step back and say, okay, how do we move on from here? It's not the end. It's not the worst situation. And in that particular situation, we were able to get a dialogue going between the leader and and you really, the reality was this person didn't have the interpersonal skills for leadership. This is so critical. And one of the programs that we teach at, uh, in, in our school of coaching is the relational leadership program, teaching leaders how to relate well with their employees, but also how to foster good relations among their employees. Because leaders will say to me, ah, well, they're adults. They should figure it out. Why should I have to tell them how to behave? Why can't they that's be- the presumption. Yeah, that's the presumption. It is a presumption. We're just some, we're just big kids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And not all of us were given the same level or come into the organization with the same level of interpersonal skills. Right. We learned interpersonal skills from our families. If your family didn't have good interpersonal skills, you come just like the grade schoolers. You have that level of interpersonal and emotional wellness. And so if you don't have that, how can you then act adult when something happens in the workplace? You're going to revert back to what you know. Right. Yeah. So so sometimes I say, I feel like we are an incubator. (laughs) We bring people in to develop them. And so some of the pieces that I created, I created what I call the interpersonal wellness improvement system model. And this model shows uh, employees how to develop their wellness on nine dimensions. So we look at spiritual, social, emotional, and occupational wellness. Then we look at intellectual, environmental. We look at financial and physical. And at the core of the model is the interpersonal. And it shows that it doesn't matter how you, what's going on in your life, it's going to impact you interpersonally. If you are not feeling good about yourself, you're not going to be able to have good relationships with others. So you're going to struggle in that social dimension. If you are unable to have good conflict resolution skills and negotiation skills and collaboration, you're going to feel victimized because you won't be able to speak up for yourself and uh, people are going to take advantage of you. So you're going to be passive aggressive. And um, we look at all those different aspects. And if you're not doing well socially at work and you don't have those skills, you're not going to get the earning, the, the promotion so you can increase your earning potential. So you're going to be, uh, you know, financially unwell and don't have the skills of how to plan, planning and decision making and spending habits and, and taking care of yourself and understanding the whole concept of uh, equity building and savings, all of those are simple skills, interpersonal skills that if we don't have, it's going to create a deficit in an area of our life that will drag us down. Because what usually happens is that if you're well on, you know, six of the dimensions and you're unwell in one, it will, over time, it's going to weaken you and drag down and take away 
from your potential. Right. It's a trickle down effect. It yeah. It's a trickle down Absolutely. effect. And it prevents you from attaining your greatness because you're compensating for this area in your life. And so what we do is when we work with clients, we help them to measure how well they're doing on these nine dimensions and identify where they're leaking vital energy that's holding them back from their success. And once we know what that is, then we start to say, okay, so let's identify some ways or some goals for you here. Where do you want to go and how do we get you there? And people are so willing to jump on that bandwagon because it's all about them. Right. That individual. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. I know we're getting starting to wind down in our time. So there are two things that I want you to tell my listeners and my watchers. The first thing is, um, I know you're in Canada. Um, do you also work with U.S. companies and U.S. individuals? Oh, yes, of course. A lot. All the time. Absolutely. I work with people across the globe. It's probably more U.S. than... <laughs> there is that too. Yes, U.S. I, I also have a branch of our company in Singapore. Yes, we do. Uh, we work. Yeah, we work globally. Yeah, there is need for anyone who is alive and has a belly button needs those services. So tell us, um, number one, how they can get in touch with you and then also... Uh, your social media so they can follow you and then your podcast because your podcast is awesome and you drop some really great jewels there. Okay. So how you can find me, you can go to LinkedIn and Joyce O'Dedison uh, on LinkedIn. You will find me there. Um, so LinkedIn, JoyceO'Dedison.com. You can just look at Joyce O'Dedison and you'll find. I'll also send you a link uh, for uh, my website. Uh, JoyceO'Dedison.com is my website. But on my on our corporate site, interpersonalwellness.com, one can go and actually assess their relationship to see if you're struggling with a relationship. How are you feeling about the relationship? How are you contributing to the relationship success? Where might you need to do? So the, the whole site is really um, the getting into the interpersonal relationship audit. So once you go into the site, it takes you right into clicking and assessing that relationship. So you can actually have some thought as to what do I need to change about the relationship? How do I need to view that differently? So that's an exercise that they can do right away and give them a shift in perspective on their relationship at work. Or, and that's free and open to everyone. We uh, decided to make that accessible to people because people sometimes just get stuck and looking at blaming the other person and the inability to do that reflection to see what am I doing and what do I need to change and how might I look at things differently. In addition, I'm, I'm on... I'm on um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. I am on, uh, I said LinkedIn already. I have, you can look at, look me up, Joyce O'Dillison, uh, as well on, on YouTube and on Facebook. So I'm everywhere easy to find. And we have lots of free resources. One of the other things that they can take advantage of is our entire 30 day emotional wellness cleanse that we make available, um, to people free. You can go in and actually do that course. And every day it sends you a video on how to cleanse your emotions so that you're not flying off the handle when little things happen and you can assess how to respond to life at work. 
Awesome. Well, don't forget, And what's the title of the podcast and where can they pick that Ooh, up? Yes, the podcast is what's happening at work.com. And you can just click that link and you will find us. And um, we talk about all the things that are happening at work, some of the stories, some of the situations I'm intervening now. I have to go, I'm going to podcast right now because we have so many interesting things that are happening in the workplace and uh, we try to send some nuggets on how to deal with those things when they're occurring to work. Yeah, you definitely do that on the podcast. I, I highly recommend uh, checking out the podcast. I pulled a couple of great nuggets on there. So I, I encourage everyone to, to check out the podcast. So Joyce, thank you so very much for agreeing to be on the show. You dropped some real gems and some things to think about and some very, very great resources that people can just kind of tap into. Um, so I'd recommend check out the podcast, get with Joyce. If you need some one-on-one counseling, definitely get with Joyce. Thank you so much for being on the show and um, all of her, uh, Joyce's social media, any of her links or any, um, her website link will be in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. Also, you can find this show on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Again, the title is Philanise Nash Experience. We're also on Amazon and Audible. You can also check out our YouTube channel, uh, the Philanise Nash Experience podcast channel. There you can watch these episodes. And then also I'm hosting roundtable discussions on the Clubhouse app every Saturday at 4 p.m. Central. Our most recent topic is, has starting a business caused issues in your relationship? So check that out. Grab the app and check us out every Saturday of 4 p.m. Central. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, click my bio link on my IG page, which is at Philanise Nash and complete the guest interest form. And then in general, you could just follow me on social media, IG, Facebook, LinkedIn. All of those are Philanise Nash. So Joyce. Thank you one more time. I appreciate you being on the show. And I want to thank all of you for watching and listening. Stay safe, wash your hands, and I'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.